You're now tuned in to the One Shot Podcast hosted by Vincent and John. This show contains movie spoilers, R-rated content, and Hollywood's hottest takes on movies old and new. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to the One Shot Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm Johnny. Welcome back to the show. We have a relatively new movie that we're going to be talking about today, and I'm really excited to get going on this movie. I am too, and this episode was supposed to come out um, for our one-year anniversary, uh, but there were complications, um, And but we do want to say right now, thank you guys so much for all the support you have been giving the show for the past year. Uh, it's been insane yeah it has um thank you guys so much for all the support um we look forward to doing this for a long time so um we're just really excited to get going and honestly to gain 150 subscribers more even Mm -hmm. in just over a year after starting out from nothing yeah from word of mouth yeah exactly it's it's impressive i'm I'm impressed with what we've done so far and uh not not just 150 it's it's uh, all the platforms that we've been on. We've gotten some some really good feedback from you guys. So yeah. keep that feedback coming, and we're excited to keep growing and um, keep making these reviews for everybody. So and keep improving. Yeah. I mean, you guys have seen us. We've, this is our third studio that we've been in since we've begun, so it's uh, it's exciting. And the other day, John and I actually compared our first episode to the Cocaine Bear episode on on look and quality and totally different where we've grown is insane it's it's gone from this shitty webcam that i used to uh you know i i I carried with me every day Mm -hmm. um and connected to this laptop to get that shot to a a three camera setup that we have now and awesome it just looks so good and i'm just i'm blown away by yeah. what we've accomplished yeah it's it's something um and beyond that we've started a club here at the school yeah and um we've done a lot of good things so i'm excited and yeah. you know this show wouldn't be possible without the dead podcaster society check uh check us out on instagram and twitter um, and twitter we're on there as well so our, our logo will be on the screen somewhere eventually yeah um but yeah the, um let's get started with this movie what do we have today um well, before we talk about the movie, I just want to say on the show we break down movies and we rate them on three different scales. Well, today's different. Today we're going to rate them on four different scales. Something new that I want um, to try. And yeah, I think I think maybe we'll keep the four I think four so. scales. Yeah. So, four different scales, acting, plot, watch uh rewatchability and overall rating. Yeah. I know I had five fingers up, but my thumb was supposed <laughs> to be down. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so now we can just jump right into yeah. it. Today's movie is Air. Uh, it is a drama with a runtime of one hour and 52 minutes. It was released on April 5th of 2023, and this is a really interesting movie. Um, I'm excited to talk about it. I honestly didn't think it would be a good movie before we went and saw it, but we saw it. We really loved it, and um, we have a lot of good things to talk about. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to feel about it. I really wasn't. Yeah, especially because of the director of this movie. Yeah. I'm not overly fond of this person. He hasn't um, done many good, not, not not good things, but like... Directing-wise, yeah. not so much. Um, obviously, it's, it's Ben Affleck. He's in this movie anyway, so we know that. Um, he's also directed a bunch of other things, but we'll get into that eventually. Yeah. But back to this movie, um, we'll let you know about the plot. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, obviously, it's about Nike. It's about Jordan, um, 
but how did they come together? So what we found online, the history of the shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro and how he led Nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quick and simple because mm-hmm. that's really all it is. That's you the know. core of this movie, and there are little side plots, but nothing like extreme, to be honest. It was really yeah, focused crazy. and narrow and uh, decisive, and this movie was brilliant, to be honest with you. Um, there was not much I didn't like about this movie. Yeah, there there was a lot of cinematography that mm-hmm. just kind of worked, and then like the music was great. It, it fit at the time. Yeah. You know, there really wasn't much to it that was you know over the top which was good it kind of was just a simpler kind of movie and mm-hmm. and i think it fit perfectly it did uh, this movie really blew me away with some of the cinematography and the music and um, a lot of the the effects that it had yeah i wasn't expecting it to be like so simple neither was i but simple works yeah and sometimes with what they did, it was just, it was, I want to say this is a masterpiece, this movie. It was just, it was brilliant. It really was. Um, but what do we think of the pacing of this movie? Was it too fast, too slow, or was it just right? That's, I don't know. I mean, I think there were some parts that were slow, but other parts that were just, just right and just kind of mm-hmm. like let it flow. Yeah. Me, personally, I don't have many complaints uh, about this. The only thing I kind of wish we saw a little bit more of was, like, I don't know. It's not really so much pacing. So I would say it was just right. But there were some scenes that I think I wanted to see a little bit more of. I, I wanted so. to see more of Michael Jordan. Well, that, yeah. that was my thing. But yeah, I understand so why I. they didn't. What I wish they kind of did was, ha- like, at the end of the movie, have a, at least, like, a scene showing him, not the actor who was portraying him, but, like, the right. actual, like, live footage of him wearing the shoes. Um, in, like, the first in, game. In, like, his first game or whatever. Right. And then, like, they can add in, like, little things on, like, I don't know, maybe, like, it's Sonny Vaccaro at the game. Right. Um, and he's on the, the, the side of the court. I wish we could have saw, well, I don't know if, that, if they even, like, took pictures or anything, but I would have liked to see, like, at the end, you know, a picture of uh, Michael them. Jordan and, and Sonny Vaccaro yeah, uh, together. Cool. I mean, like, they showed individual pictures of them all, but I don't right. think they showed a picture of everybody no, together. No. I don't think they did. I don't know. I don't know. I It's hard to say. We did see this movie over a week ago, yeah. and there was no chance for us to rewatch. Yeah, unfortunately. Because it just, it just came out in theaters, so. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway... Moving forward, what do we have? Uh, we have a great cast. That's what we have. Yeah. Um, first up is Matt Damon as Sonny Vaccaro. He is known for Goodwill Hunting, The Martian, The Bourne franchise, and The Oceans franchise. <laughs> Fucking phenomenal in movies. All slam all, dunks. Seriously. They were all super, super good. Um, no complaints. You said slam dunks because, you know, yeah, Michael Jordan. You like that? Yeah. Um, no, no complaints about Matt Damon in this film. Um, his character was brilliant. Um, his character was great. I think he played the character perfectly. No complaints at all with him. He was just really, really fantastic. Um, God, I'm saying um so many times. <laughs> but uh, just no complaints about him. He was brilliant in this movie. And, you know, I saw Goodwill Hunting a few weeks ago for the first time. And 
that movie, I don't want to say he plays a similar kind of character. I love Good Will Hunting. Okay, I was about no, to say. No complaints I was like, about that either. It was, I, was, I was giving you the side. I was like, where are you going with this? No, that movie was brilliant. And yes. uh, maybe that needs to be a review in itself because that movie was just. Him and Robin Williams, Oh, my man. God, it was so oh. good. But anyway, Matt Damon in this movie, I really loved what he did. And no complaints with him. No recast needed or anything. He was the star of this movie. Yeah. He really was, he, and and he did his job perfectly with this movie. 100%. I really think he did. Yeah. Um, um, who do we got up next? Up next, we have Ben Affleck as Phil Knight, aka the CEO of Nike, and he is known for guess what? Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, Justice League, Argo, and then the upcoming Flash movie, reprising his role as the Batman. You know, he's like uncredited in it though. It's like he's it's not weird. credited in the I, Flash. Yeah, maybe I don't he only know. has like I don't know a minute or two of screen time, maybe. and then it's they just needed to show it on in the trailer because you know no one wants to see Ezra Miller in this movie because he's a terrible person. Yeah, what did I say that? Oh my god, it's Ezra like Miller is. A, it's like we've talked about it so many times yeah. before. He's a shit person. I can't believe that they're not removing him. From the movie? From the movie. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I get it. That's going to cost them tech- so much money. <laughs> I almost just said something from, like, the first Iron Man. What? We have the technology. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. Yeah, oh, my God. It was a great... Uh, it was. Um, what do we think of Ben Affleck in this movie? Um, I, I wasn't, like... In love with his performance, but I didn't hate it. He was good. Like I don't have yeah, like, I don't have complaints, but I also don't feel like he was like outstanding by yeah, any means. No. I feel like I mean, they probably could have found somebody better, but I understand but he, he directed, di- so yeah, he put exactly. himself you know. I'm not saying Ben Affleck's bad in this role, but mm-hmm. like I feel like maybe they could have found somebody a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. Um the chemistry was there though between yes. him and Sonny. Well, that's just because they've done so many projects together in the right. past, so it's. And, I think it comes naturally. And I also think that's why he put himself in that role, probably yeah. to give that that chemistry because it would it would be a better performance. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I although he was like okay or, or good in this movie, Ben Affleck. He was more of a supporting cast member, so he didn't yeah. need to be outstanding. He didn't need to take away from the main cast, which I would consider. Matt Damon and Jason Bateman. I feel like those are the two core guys. And then Ben Affleck, Chris Tucker, they're kind of like sub or like supporting characters in a way. Yeah. I feel like they just weren't as... I thought Chris Tucker was going to be in the movie for longer. So did I, um, to be honest. But he I mean, he, was, he had a short role. But yeah. um, I mean, speaking of Chris Tucker, if you want to just I, mention I might as well. first. Chris Tucker as Howard White. He is known for Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3. Jackie Brown, Friday, and Money Talks. So I've watched... Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3, uh, and Money Talks. I haven't seen Friday or Jackie Brown. I actually have never seen... Um, if you say Rush Hour, I will kick you I out of the studio. No, I have not. Are you fucking kidding me? I know you're like getting a hard-on from Bro, from they're movie, fucking hilarious. I have never seen them. I they're know. so funny. I, I want. It's not like I don't want to see them. I, just have, I have a list of 30 movies that I need to see, if not more. I just don't have time. So... Makes you're, me lucky, angry. you're lucky. You're lucky. It makes me so mad. 
though. Sometimes when you when like these are classics. Well, I know. I just saw Goodwill Hunting two weeks ago. I'm in the process of watching Pulp Fiction for the last two weeks, and I haven't finished <laughs> it yet. I mean, there's stuff I got to get done here, bro. I don't know what you expect. I expect I, all the time I expect the more out of you. This is ridiculous. You're lucky you, you got me to go see Air. <laughs> yeah, I had to schedule it like a week in advance. Yeah, exactly. I had to check with my secretary to make sure I had enough time to go watch this movie. Yeah, you wish you had a fucking secretary. That would be something, wouldn't it? Um, I wish we had money for the show. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's also true. Um, Guys, please, please send us money. Uh, up next, we have Jason Bateman, and he plays uh, Rob Strass- Strasser, I guess that's yeah, how you say I'm, it, right? I think so. Um, and he's known for Hancock, Horrible Bosses, 1 he's and 2. He's known for what? <laughs> Uh, Identity Theft and the hit TV show Arrested Development, and we forgot to mention Ozark. Oh yeah, he's which is a really really popular show right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, the thing is, I'm not a huge fan of Jason Bateman. I'm gonna be completely honest. I wasn't for the longest time, but I, not that I dislike him in a way, um, or love him. He's just like I see him in a project. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't like uh, bother me in any way, like it does if I see Jennifer Coolidge in anything. Um, <laughs> I won't touch anything with her in it. Yeah, no. She play. She's been playing the same character in everything since 1980. Yeah. So there's no point in watching her in anything. She kind of ruined the Watcher, honestly. It was so annoying. I can't. Yeah. I can't she was annoying. It. Yeah. Um, but identity theft was funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, Hancock was funny as hell. Uh, but. I don't know something. It's something about Jason Bateman that just kind of like irks you. It not irks me, but like kind of turns me off to his movies. Sometimes it's like weird. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like there. I don't know. I really like something that just doesn't doesn't do it for you. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Um, who do we have up next? Just because we have a big cast, so I yeah. want to just keep us we moving have through here. Chris Mezin Mezina. Yeah, Chris Mazzina as David Fulp, uh, known for Argo, Away We Go, Devil, and Ruby Sparks. You kind of notice that there's a lot of um, people who are, are in similar projects. Yeah, you can see a lot of similarities. So just keep an eye out for that uh, continuing. Yeah. So. Up next? So up next we have Matthew Mayer as Peter Moore, and he's known for Gone Baby Gone, Captain Marvel, It's Kind of a Funny Story, and Dogma? Or Dogma? I don't know. Never heard of that project, to be honest It's kind of like Ligma. Yeah, I know. It's kind of (laughs) weird. I was trying to... When you said it, I was trying to come up with something, but, like, couldn't think of anything. Kind of strange, to be honest with you. But uh, interesting project. Um, I don't know. David Falk is kind of... No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Peter Moore. I think he did a really good job. Yeah. I think he did great as Peter Moore. Peter Moore, which one was he again? He's the creator of the shoe. He actually built the shoe. Oh, like, he yes. made the shoe. Yes, you're right. I loved his performance. Yeah, he was great. He was very unique. Um, right? His character was so fun. And <laughs> Were you riding a skateboard out in the parking <laughs> Yes, I was. Midlife crisis. <laughs> um, he, he was just a really fun character, and I kind of wish we got more of him, to be honest yeah. with you. Even though it wasn't really necessary in any way. I like, kind of wish we had that. He was introduced like early on. And we didn't see him and for then a we, long Yeah, time. and then we didn't see him for almost yeah. the entire movie. I know. But I was kind of okay with that, to be honest. Yeah, even because though I think... Even though I did want to see more of him, it was necessary to put him away for a while for the story. Yeah, so. it, w- it just kind of worked. 
Exactly, yeah. Um, up next, we have Viola Davis as Dolores Jordan. She is known for Fences, The Woman King, Suicide Squad, and The Help. Um, I've already said this once. I'll say it again. Not a fan of Viola Davis. Really I, not. I don't dislike her, but I don't love her. Um, she was really good in Suicide Squad and uh, The Help. She was okay in Suicide Squad. Yeah, she was okay in that. But in The Help, I really liked her performance. Uh, I haven't seen her in The Woman King or Fences. I've never actually heard of Fences, to be honest with you. I heard Woman King, The Woman King. What the fuck? Um, but I I enjoyed her performance here, even though you said that you didn't really like her. Uh, I feel like she did a good job. It was a little distracting at first for me because I'm like, oh, I know her from X and Y. Yeah. And then I settled in and I'm like, oh, she actually did like a really good job in this film. So I wasn't bothered by her being in it, to be so, honest. So this role wasn't terrible mm-hmm. for her. I, I thought she did okay. You know, I wasn't extremely mad. But, like, I don't know. There's just something about her that just I don't like seeing on the screen. And I don't know what it is. It's kind of like... It, it's a little bit of that, like, Jason Bateman. It's not, like, not nothing sure against him. Yeah, I think for Jason Bateman, it might be his voice. His voice can be kind of irritating, to be honest. Like, in Arrested Development, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't finish the show because it kind of got, like, annoying. Right. But it ne- no, I don't know if it was necessarily him or the show itself, but That's the way. thing. Like, I couldn't, I can't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Something about Viola Davis just kind of ticks me off. That's fair. I mean, everybody has that person. Like, mine's Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, uh, just, I can't stand seeing her in anything wow. just because of that. That was more. Really, that was more Owen Wilson. Really annoying voice. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, let, let's keep it moving yeah. here. Last, last person. Last guy up. Take it. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, we have Julius uh, Tenen as James Jordan, and he's known for Days and Confused, uh, The Woman King again in the same movie as Viola Davis, Small Soldiers, and Faster. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I liked his performance in this movie. It was minimal. He had a minimal. It was role, great, and he was good. He I, just I like really sat back it. and smiled the whole time. It yeah. was it was great. Yeah, like I said, not a big role, but what he had and what he did was really impressive, and I liked it. It was very simple, but there are ways to fuck up simple things. So it's very true. I liked it. Um, now we're gonna move on to the director and their experience. Uh, as we said earlier, the director is Ben Affleck. He also directed Live by Night. Argo, The Town, and Gone Baby Gone. And if you guys can't tell, you know, Put two you can see where he got most of his actors from. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. But at the same time, a lot of these people are very experienced. So yeah. it's not like you're getting no names off the street like um, Jordan Peele does. Jordan yeah. Peele just likes to find random, I don't want to say random people, but unknown uh, or people who aren't stars and make them into somebody who becomes a star, Yeah, I want to say. And for Ben Affleck, I think he needs those superstars to make his movies a little bit better. Because, to be honest, I've never heard of any of these projects that he's done, except for this one. And I, I think I've heard of Argo before, but I've never, like, watched it or... No, I've never heard of any been of them. interested or seen any movie clips or anything. But to be honest with you, I feel like I wouldn't have seen a Ben Affleck movie... Um, and the only reason I did was because it was a Nike movie. Or thing a is, I didn't Jordan even movie. know it was directed by Ben Affleck. I didn't until either for a while. I looked it up, like yeah. after I saw after we watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, I knew it going in, but I was, I don't know. I just feel like I wouldn't see another Ben Affleck movie just because normally, uh, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of him in general. Yeah. 
makes sense. But you know, uh, but I feel like he did a good job in this in his directing role. He hired a great DP. I have to say, did he? I'm just the way. Oh, oh okay. I'm I, just saying in general, like the way that this person. Yeah, the way that this was shot was really really cool. It was insane. It was really nice. Speaking of that, it's time for some cinematography. Let's jump right in. What do you got? Um, so I love the opening transition. The opening scene where it's, you know, all the 80s stuff. It shows you what year it is. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's going from sports to, like, news to, you know, to everything that happened in the 80s. It was um, super unique, and it fit the time super, super well. Yeah. I and, like, you, you see those a lot with a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it didn't have a voiceover, did it? I don't think so. But then again, like we said, we haven't seen it in over a week. Yeah. So uh, just lots happened in the last week. So yeah. it's hard to recall that exactly. Uh, but I feel like I, I can't remember if I it was. I don't think it did. I think and they like, were just playing clips. Right. And majority of the time when you see something like that, it has a voiceover. And I'm mm-hmm. actually happy that it didn't because I feel like it would have taken away from some of the the you know the quality of what yeah. what was going on. And then also the gambling scene, like in the beginning with Matt cool. Damon, you, you know, you get the dice, you see it, the dice and it was, I know we do this every episode, but it brings me back to, I believe Iron Man, I th- oh. think when he's in the casino where he's, he rolls so, the dice. Yeah. Where he's supposed to accept yeah. the award and then, yeah, then Terrence Howard comes in and like smacks the dice out of his hand. Yeah. It yeah. kind of reminded me of that. But I mean, I guess that's kind of repetitive for right. these kind of casino scenes to but, be honest but this seemed different it seemed like it was more like like the camera was like right there and the dice stopped yeah. like right before the camera That's other true. than other than like a, a pointing down mm-hmm. shot you know yeah um for me i feel like not my favorite scene my favorite shot from this entire film ironically it was the bathroom scene that when, was really in good. the beginning when i think it's matt damon's in the bathroom Jason Bateman and Matt Damon. Which yeah. one was actually like shitting? Bateman. Jason, okay, so Jason Bateman is in the bathroom pooping, and they get a shot from underneath the stall, facing outward, like towards the sinks, and it was it was so unique. I've never like seen anything like it, to be honest. Well, yeah, because most people don't get recorded while they're taking a shit. Well, yeah, but even like in <laughs> any any kind of movie, I don't think I've seen a shot like that in a bathroom where it's underneath the stall at like a ninety degree angle to the left. And you're kind of just facing the sinks, and it looks cool. You can see like the bottom of his pants mm-hmm. and like his belt and everything like that, and his legs and his underwear or whatever. And it it was really unique. And I don't know it. It was something that like I took notice to, and it was just awesome. And in that same scene, I also noticed that Matt Damon uh, didn't wash his hands with soap after he peed. Yeah. So. He just ran his hands under the water. John noticed a lot, a lot of things like that. Yeah, it was it was weird. I don't know why I noticed that specifically, but I wrote I wanted to make sure I wrote it down right away. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> weird facts with John. Yeah, I have I have a couple other things here. Um, not I don't know if this one is so much cinematography, but it was a well constructed scene, so I guess we can put it in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was the original 7-Eleven scene not the second one at the end the one in the beginning right where it's matt damon going in you know he's grabbing whatever he's grabbing and he goes up and he has this like natural like really nice conversation with the guy who's working there asking him about one of the guys in the draft i don't remember exactly who it was right um and then they talked about jordan i believe and they said that oh yeah jordan's gonna be a superstar mm-hmm. and then that's where i feel like it really clicked for him to be like 
Matt Damon, where he's like, oh, I need this guy. Right. And it was just really nice. And the whole scene was, it was shot nice. It was kind of basic shots, but it, it worked well. It was smooth. But there's, the thing that really caught me and uh, got my attention was just the natural, like, really good conversation between yeah, it was just Matt, like Matt a Yeah, na- it was just a natural conversation between him and the cash register. Yeah. Or the cashier. Yeah, but it, cash I don't know. Register. It worked really well, and I, I don't know. I liked it. So. It, it was really good. Um, I'm more of a fan of the single shots that they had in these movies. Like, they had a few of them. Um, they had a single shot with Matt Damon and Chris Tucker, like, when they were walking through the... Um, the office and it was it just they flow so good i can't get enough of them they flow just perfectly and i love it because it's like it's not taking you away from the conversation like they're having the conversation and you're moving with them instead of like oh you know i'm i'm talking to you and then it cuts to you Mm -hmm. know something else and then it cuts to this and then it cuts to that like it just flows and i love it that yeah that's a good point Um, um and then there was another single shot, like right after the bathroom scene, like they come out and, yeah. and you know, it's another one of them walking through the office with um, Bateman, Jason Bateman okay. and uh, Matt Damon. And they just look so good. I, I It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, for me, there was one I just thought of now. Uh, I can't remember exactly like the timing of it all, but I think they did it a few times throughout the entire movie. We know that Matt Damon's like office or the I think it was the the tape room. Yeah. And Jason Bateman's were back to back, so you could see through like the windows at each other's mm-hmm. like office or whatever the heck it was. But there was one scene where it was like raining outside, and they did this shot of like Matt Damon sitting in his chair, looking at Jason Bateman through his window in his chair, like on the phone. And I don't know, it was it was really cool because it was raining outside. It looked really gloomy. I think it was at the end. It might close have been. to it. When, it might have been when after right after Matt Damon gets off the phone. Yeah. And he thinks Michael's not going to sign with them. Yeah. Because I think what what happens is is he looks and he's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. what did I do for all the like to all these people? Yeah. You know, like we're going to be out of a job because of what I did. And I think that's why they they did did that the way they did. Yeah, no, that's true. But they they had that the similar shot a few times throughout the movie. Yeah. I guess they wanted to establish that they're like, you know, like next door neighbors kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was pretty cool. Um, I don't really have much else in terms of cinematography because I was kind of focused on the story itself because it was the story itself was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was simple, but it worked really well. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself now, there actually was a side plot to this film. It was, I don't know if it's it's kind of like subtle, but it was Sonny preventing everyone from losing their jobs and the division from being shut down because yeah. they mentioned the basketball division threatened to be shut down a few times. And I feel like that was a thing that he was focused on as well. He didn't want everyone else to lose their job. Yeah. And they mentioned uh, Jason Bateman mentioned it. He's like, I have a family, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I need this job kind of thing. Right. So, like, I don't know, but I f- just remember that now. I feel like that was a, a subtle side plot. Yeah, I thought that was good. Um, I have a few more things for cinematography. Um, the scene with uh, Marlon Wayans. Um, it uses rack focus and it uh, like. They they utilize like so much good cinematography here. Mm-hmm. They like I don't know who Ben Affleck had, but I don't know. It was great. It was cool. They did they did a, an amazing job. Yeah. Um, and it just made it look like a lot better because it's like oh who who's the character that's playing you know the guy that Sonny's meeting yeah. you know they rack focus it's Marlon Wayans. Although 
there was another scene that they used rack focus for Matt Damon and Jason Bateman. Did they? And it didn't really look that great, to be honest. There was one that I noticed. They It was like they were going uh, from forefront to background, forefront to background, like a uh, few okay. times, and it, it kind of just looked a it's little like, sloppy. If that's the case, just, just do cut. like cut. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't really enjoy it that much. Um, but everything else, it looked good. I think looked they did this one yeah, uh, very this, well. This one was good. Um, and then there's the transition after the meeting with Michael. You know, you see, you know, you, you see, you know, all the all the things he's going to accomplish, you know, while Sonny's giving him that speech. And I thought that so was nice. it was really good. It was really, really awesome. Um, and then there's there's the one where uh, after Sonny thinks Michael isn't going to sign with them, you know, he walks out of the tape room mm-hmm. and just goes quiet. People are still talking, but all Sonny hears is just. Silence. Quiet. It's in silence. Yeah. But yeah, the whole office goes silent, and it's just a beautiful scene because he thinks he screwed up. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty cool. Um, moving forward, unless you have anything else, um, we could talk about the music real quick, uh, briefly. It was awesome. It fit the '80s so well. Yeah. And it's perfect. It all just made it feel like a real '80s movie. Even uh, like I know we're not from the '80s. Clearly, we're born in the 2000s. We're not. But. I feel like this movie and music matched super, super well, and it just gave off this whole 80s vibe, and without the music, it wouldn't have felt the same. It would have felt like a, a piece that was made in this day and age. Yeah. Um, despite the, the lack of technology or whatever, but the music just really changed the vibe of, of the movie. Yeah, I think, I think they did a uh, really good job with all this, especially with the Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, there were three that I really wanted to talk about. Um, nothing crazy. I mean, it's kind of just like common for them yeah. to be in the 80s. But um, first one was the TV dinner that Sonny Vaccaro had. Yep. Second one was the VHS tape. You know, I, I mean, I've had V. I had the VHS. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, you. We, yeah. yeah, we did too. You know, you had it for like a year and then everything was on DVD from now on. Yeah. When I was younger, we had like VHSs of like all the, the, the little Disney kids movies. movies. Like we had, I don't know. um we had a VHS of what was that? Uh, Land Before Time. It was. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had that, and like a bunch of other movies that came out around that time. Yeah, Land Before Time. Yeah. Uh, so it was just a lot of. We had a lot of VHSs from I that rem- time period. I remember so. I had uh, the the Shrek VHS tape. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> then I think I destroyed it on accident because yeah. I didn't know how VHS tapes worked. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but. You had one other Easter egg here. Yeah, was there was a uh, an Atari uh, arcade game, like like the full arcade. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and it was it was cool. I wonder what game it was. Yeah, because it just said Atari on it, and I was yeah, like, oh, that, that was pretty interesting. Uh, but moving forward into a new, not a new segment. Uh, our next segment: movie ratings on websites. Uh, this one was pretty interesting to be honest, because I felt like this was a really really solid movie, but critics thought otherwise. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 92%. IMDb gave it a 7.8 out of 10. And then wrapping it up, Metacritic gave it a 75%. But that's kind of expected from them. That's pretty average. That's Uh, good. Yeah, it's good. But I felt like this movie was more in the the 8 to 8.5 range, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I feel like 92 is a little too high, but 75 is a little too low. That's fair. I think think it was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. so now we're going to jump into the opening weekend and overall earnings. Um, but first, we're going to talk about its budget. The budget was from 
70 to 90 million dollars not an exact budget but Mm -hmm. that was the range of it um an opening weekend oh sorry (laughs) opening weekend. jesus opening weekend it made 14 million uh almost like 14 and a half million dollars so it was pretty good yeah that's nuts um and then overall it gained almost 34 million dollars pretty good so yeah um but that was also you know a few weeks that was last week uh it could have changed by now it could have gone up which you know it's it's still in theaters it's still being shown so um it could very well be you know up to you know 50 million dollars now Right now, yeah, it's up to fifty-four point one million. Exactly. So, uh, that's pretty good. And that's in a week. Yeah, exactly. Imagine, you know, another two weeks. Yeah, they'll they'll make their budget by far. So uh, I want to take a break to talk about the merch for a minute. Uh, we oh, have yeah. some the same stuff that we've had on the store for a little while, but we're, uh, I don't know. We need you to buy it. <laughs> we have that's what some, John's try, that's what John's trying to we say. We have some new ideas that we want to possibly put into. Oh yeah. yeah, um, yeah into the store so if you guys want anything new let us know we have some new ideas it's including our newest little like graphic that we have on on everything it's actually gonna be where is it gonna be it's gonna be right by you it's gonna be right here yeah all right something like that so if if we pull up either of our full screens it's gonna be like right here or like on your on your left on your left on your left marble um anyway go check out the merch one shot movie podcast.com and use code air air for 15% off. 15% off your order. So check it out. OneShotMoviePodcast.com. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, mugs. Um, phone, cases, phone cases. Desk mats. Maybe. I don't know if I put them live. But they look really good. They're we cool. have we have one ourselves. Yeah. Um, they look great. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, anything I'm missing? Oh, pint glasses. I got to stop doing that. <laughs> pint glasses and stickers, actually. Yeah, stickers. Speaking of stickers, we have some new stickers which aren't in the shop or anything. But those are limited edition stickers. These are limited edition ones. So if you want one, let me know. We'll put uh, them up. We can possibly put them up for you. So yeah, let's keep it moving. Uh, again, watchmoviepodcast dot com for your orders. Let's jump into some of our favorites. Yeah, um, go first. Go uh, ahead. For me, my favorite scene by far. I think the best scene in this entire movie, and I don't think I don't think it's even close. Uh, is the shoe unveiling scene when with his whole Sonny's whole speech it was so emotional and you know they show this this really cheesy like one clip of Michael Jordan in college like making this one layup and it was just repeating and repeating yeah. and repeating and Sonny goes like to turn it off and also the music was just not it yeah no not at all so the whole room just kind of just like freaks out that Sonny's like changing the plan that they had mm-hmm. and I feel like it was really tense. And then Sonny is like, I'm going to be honest with you. You are going to be one of the best athletes in sports history, or whatever he says exactly. Yeah. But he goes in this whole monologue, and it's so emotional and raw. It's a and great it was, monologue. It was beautiful. Um, I just really, really loved it. And then he ends up saying this one line that is my favorite quote. Um, actually, I, th- I hope it's him. Um, actually, I don't know, but it, my favorite quote from this movie is, "He doesn't wear the shoe; he is the shoe," um, which is really good. Oh, fucker, that's my quote. Your, it's yours is oh, shit! You asshole! I read the wrong thing here. Uh, anyway, took we'll, away we'll cu- from mine. I'll, I'll cut that out and we'll go back. So, sorry. My my favorite scene goes in with Man, my I favorite, his quote. favorite quote. 
I did. So I just cut it and uh, actually I said his quote. Sorry. So my favorite quote goes with the same scene and it's from Sonny. He says, a shoe is just a shoe until someone steps into it. And it's during that whole monologue and it was really, really cool. So I love and then, it. And then, and then uh, Viola Davis actually repeats it and goes, yeah. a shoe is just a shoe until my son steps into it. And that was during the ne- negotiations yeah. when she wanted the... The portion the of the ro- sales. The royalties, yeah, practically. Exactly. It was Not really, royal. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Some of the earnings or the revenue from it. Commission. But it was cool. It was yeah. it was it was nice that they tied her around. Who knows if they actually said something like that right. in, uh, during this time, but if they didn't. Guess we'll never know. We'll never know. Um my my favorite scene is the whole scene between uh Folk and Sonny. It was so funny where he is. He's like, you visit them at the house. He is livid. Dude is ripping him apart. And Sonny doesn't even care. And then care. he just goes, I will eat your balls. I will. <laughs> he, it was just so funny and so out of pocket. It was hilarious. It was so unexpected, too. I, yeah. I didn't even, like, imagine something like that happening in this movie. You no, know what I mean? not at all. Like, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be a Nike movie. It's about MJ and the shoes. Well, I didn't even think this movie was going to be rated R. I had no idea. I had a note on that, um, but I'll wait till you're done. So I'll let you finish this first. Um, and then my favorite quote is, he doesn't wear the shoe. He is the shoe, which, cool. which you know, makes sense. Yeah. Air Jordan. Exactly. He is the shoe. Um, but if you don't have anything else to add, yeah, no, I'm done. Okay. Um, I wanted to mention the the R rating that this movie has because actually, yeah, we didn't, we put forgot it. to put that yeah. in. Um, I realized that too down the line. Yeah, but I had it written down in my notes here while I was watching the movie, and I feel like this movie didn't need the R rating, but it didn't hurt the movie from having the R rating. So yeah, one hundred percent. There was a lot of cursing and f bombs and whatever. Um, more than I expected to be honest once i heard it was rated r but yeah. it wasn't a bad thing it didn't hurt the movie it made it funnier because they had he's gonna eat your balls or whatever yeah and it was it was very comedic and i actually i really enjoyed it to be honest so it didn't hurt the movie at all yeah i i thought that was i thought it was good and i totally agree with that it mm-hmm. didn't hurt it um but also it could have done it without it 100 yeah. percent. it still would have been a really good movie so yeah i have no issues they could have worked around it it's not bad yeah um so now it's time where we wrap it up and give a give you our final rating. Our final four ratings now. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode. Yeah, no, it just happened um, to be that way. But yeah, and it's also okay. technical difficulties. But yeah, you know, it works out. It's okay. Uh, we'll figure so, it out for next time. So obviously, you know, we rate these on three different scales normally, but we're going to add a fourth for this episode and Hold hopefully on. going. F- I think the camera just. Went. <laughs> nope. Okay. Sorry. Give me a second. You froze. Well, I just cut away from it, so it's not like it's a big deal. 45 minutes. Cut. Hey. Fucking work. We don't we don't need it for the rest, to be honest. Don't worry about it. Well, but I just wanted you to get the close ups of of you with the Oh, with our final scores. Gotcha. Come on. (laughs) Right, Cameron. (laughs) 
Tequila. What did he say? Just thought we should know. Come I'm on. thinking it's happening because ah, it's, it. It, go. it's go. going into like go. a freezing just, thing. Just go. But uh, okay, so you know we rate these movies on three different scales. Act normally, but we're <laughs> adding the fourth for this episode and hopefully going forward. Uh, so we have acting, plot, overall, and then we're adding like rewatchability. Can you watch this movie multiple times throughout time and not really get bored of it? Yeah. So we. I guess we're gonna end up. I'll compare this to Marvel and how I feel like a lot of them you can rewatch multiple times a year, or like every few years or whatever. Um, but I feel like this movie has it, and I guess I'll go with that one first. Honestly, I think this movie has a rewatchability out of ten, uh, out of nine. I feel like it's really good. The story is really creative, and the whole arc of just Sonny being able to do what he does after no one believing in him. It's just it's a good watch. It's emotional. It's raw, and it's really great. So rewatchability is a nine. Uh, acting is an eight. The story is good, but it's kind of simple. Um, so I'm gonna give that an eight. And then overall, it's kind of high, but I, I did enjoy it. So I'm gonna give it a nine. Did you plot? Did you plot it? Did I? I think I said plot. Plot was an eight. All right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because plot was kind of basic, but it was it was good at the same time. So um, if we're starting eight. with that rewatchability for me, uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm comparing it to Marvel, but also to a few others that, other movies that I can just kind of go in and rewatch at any moment, like The Dirt. Um, Rush Hour. No, yes, no, yes and no. Um, the Dirt, a uh, movie called Boss Level, um, movie I just watched the other day, Radio. Uh, you know, I could watch that movie over and over again. It's so heartwarming and um, I even text John. I said, there's one scene in this that just makes me ball. <laughs> like, I was a fucking sobbing little bitch when I watched that scene. It It's just like, it, it just hits hard. It, no, dude, when you <laughs> when you watch it, I'm telling you, yeah. you will you will be in tears. We'll see. If I, if I get to watch it this year yeah. uh, with my list of movies I have to see. Um. Same with like uh, I'm I'm just comparing it to like other other movies that I can rewatch, a lot other than Marvel. Yeah, um, so I'm gonna go with an eight. Uh, acting, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. Uh, you know Ben Affleck, I think he could have found somebody better, but you know yeah, he did he did his job. Yeah. Plot, you know eight, and then overall an eight. I'm just going straight eights. Yeah. That's interesting. Like like we said, this is a good movie, but it's not like excellent. Yeah. Um, it's not like one of the one for the history books. It was just a really well made movie, and uh, I don't have many complaints about it at all, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was very good. I yeah. thought it was a great great movie. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad we we went and saw it when we did. Yeah, this is definitely one I'd recommend seeing in theaters rather than at home, uh, just because like the whole experience is really good. To be honest, I haven't seen a movie in theaters for a while. That I really enjoyed. But uh, yeah, that really wraps it up for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank yeah. you for watching. Make sure you uh, follow us on our socials. Uh, Instagram is One Shot Movie Podcast Official. Uh, TikTok is One Shot Movie Podcast. Facebook page is One Shot Movie Podcast. Twitter is One Shot Movie Pod. If you like what we do and you want to support us, please become a patron. 
Um, the, the link is in our Instagram bio in our link tree. Yep. Um, or you can even just, you know, donate on Anchor or Pod Spotify. What is it? Podcast uh, by Spotify. <laughs> I think I just had a stroke. Sorry. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we got to keep the show going. Uh, we had an amazing first year. Yeah. Uh, I want to have amazing more years. So please uh, help us keep the show going. Uh, and that's really I mean, it. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Don't forget to check out the shop, oneshotmoviepodcast.com, yes. for some possibly new merch in the future. We'll let you guys know, obviously, on the well, Instagram. I mean, if, if they want it. If you want it, let us know. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for any other movies or scenes to break down, let us know as well. And Message us on Instagram or tweet us or... Yep. I don't know, send a pigeon. Who knows? That's it. But uh, that's a wrap.